This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Ghana, voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. I'm not gonna speculate or contemplate what hasn't happened yet. I'm not gonna worry. He's got the whole thing in his hand. I won't let it haunt me. I won't let it win. I'm not gonna ruminate or meditate on how it might have been. I'm gonna He's got the whole thing in his hands Maybe lately I've started to resign So here it goes, God only knows It might just ease my mind I'm not gonna worry I'm not gonna fret I'm just gonna wait and see and then Give thanks for what I get I'll live in the moment Hello dear friend Welcome to Reflections This season We have for you a series of Thought Nuggets Today's Nugget is titled Seeing through the dark. A life without hope is a futile existence. When we think or feel that we have nothing to hope for in life, whether in our prospects, studies, relationships, finances, health, or spiritual lives, we inevitably grow depressed and desperate. These feelings of dejection, anxiety, or desperation can result in bitterness, resentment, hatred of life, and, in some cases, can even lead to suicide. This is why the word hopeless is written across the details of almost every suicide or murder-suicide. But to have hope is to have life. For hope is the lens through which we view the future. It is the eye that enables us to see through the dark. Hope is a God-inspired confidence that, regardless of present circumstances, all will be well. And I repeat, hope is a God-inspired confidence that, regardless of present circumstances, all will will be well. For more nuggets by Dr. Pipim, please visit eaglesonline.org and click on weekly thought nuggets. My name is Margaret Abebrese. I am the presenter and thank you for listening.
Be consistent. Be consistent. Let us read from First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 10 to 13. First Chronicles chapter 29 verse 13. It reads, David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God of our father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power, and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and earth is yours. Yours, O Lord, is the kingdom. You are exalted as head over all. Wealth and honor come from you. You are the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. Amen. Seven days, dear friend, without prayer makes you weak. If you want to be strong in the Lord within seven days, then make sure that within those seven days, you pray constantly as David did. Be consistent with your prayers and you will remain strong in the Lord. God bless you. I am Belle Dollarville. Cherished listener, brace yourself as we bring to you a continuation of the discussion. Wills. Hello, good evening, and welcome to your program, Radio Lawyer, with me, Nath Hebo. Our apologies for our inability to be with you last week, Monday, for a live show. Sometimes circumstances make it difficult for us to be present, but in all, we try our best to keep you informed. And so once again, I welcome you to your program. We have been looking in the past few weeks at wills and interstate succession. At the last time we had a live program, we were discussing interstate succession, which is a follow-up on our program on wills. And our resource person took us through some of the basic things we all need to know as individuals, having looked at what goes into a will and the advantages of preparing a will, he also touched on interstacy. And we learned that when we talk of interstate or somebody dying interstate, it simply refers to the situation where the person died without a will. Our resource person also enlightened us on the consequences of dying interstate, following from the fact that if you had a will, you put a lot of your things in order. There is order because you have outlined what should be done to your properties or how certain things should be done whilst you are not around. And therefore, if it happens that you pass on without any direction or instruction as to what should be done or how things should be handled, it gives room for all manner of things to happen, most of which you wouldn't have sanctioned or approved of. In fact, we were informed that when it happens like that, the property 
I mean, falls into the hands of people who would mishandle or mismanage it. And at the end of the day, the people you leave behind wouldn't benefit appropriately as you would have done if you had a proper will. Children are neglected. Nobody takes any particular care of them because every one of those people who takes over would be looking at their own interests. Spouses are left uncatered for. And generally, there is there are a lot of unpleasant things that go on. And these leads to a lot of social ramifications. We also realize that before the coming into being of the interstate succession law, succession was basically done according to the custom or the customary provisions of the tribe or area that a person came from. And this also had its own challenges where, for example, you have uh, people from two different tribes where, for example, one tribe goes matrilinear and the other tribe goes patrilinear. If you have children from this union, uh, which direction are they heading? You have a situation where the mother side say, well, uh, for us, it is patrilinear inheritance to so go to your father's place. And your father's people also say, well, for us, it's matrilinear. And then you are left hanging in the balance. But then the interstate succession law intervened, as it were, to try and standardize or sanitize the whole regime. We are joined by a resource person. Welcome, Mr. Ansa. Thank you, Nat. You took us through the interstate succession law the last time we met. And you gave us a general overview of what the interstate succession law seeks to achieve but we would want to be more specific as to the exact provisions in the law with regard to specific instances and i'm looking at a situation where for example a person died interstate and he wasn't really possessed of any landed property uh, let me say a house for example but just maybe personal belongings, household chattels, and stuff like that. You made us understand that in instances where the person dies in the state, a fraction of, of the property goes to certain people, including extended family members for that purpose. Looking at the situation where all that the person has are just his belongings, what does the law say? Okay, as we mentioned the last time, there are two parameters on the basis of which properties falling under the estate of a person who dies intestate, divorce, mm -hmm. or are shared or distributed. One parameter is the social status okay. as to whether the person was married, had children, and so on. And the other is what you just mentioned, the size of the estate, whether the person died possessing a large assemble of personal belongings or just a few or a couple. So in the scenario you have painted, if a man or a woman died intestate and at the time of the death the person didn't have real property or landed property but uh, what you describe as personal belongings. I would say just personal belongings because a person may not have a landed property mm. but I would give how the law defines what comprise in Chattel. household chattels. Yes. So if a person died mm. and at the time of the death of the person, 
the person had a spouse mm. or had a child or had both a spouse and a child then the law says that the spouse and the child or the spouse and the children or the spouses and the children are entitled absolutely to the household charters of the estate and what it means is that then they inherit the household charters without sharing that with any other person okay. including the extended, extended family, family members the law defined household charters to include jewelry clothes furniture and furnishings refrigerator television radiogram and other electrical and electronic appliances kitchen and laundry equipment simple agricultural equipment or implements hunting equipment books motor vehicles other than vehicles used wholly for commercial purposes mm. and household livestock so if during the lifetime of the deceased person who has died in tested person possessed vehicles he used not for commercial purposes, purposes but for his personal, personal use, use yes. clothes books and depending upon your profession books could be extremely uh, important uh, aspect of your estate so all of these diverse electronic and electrical appliances all of that jewelry depending upon who the person is and furniture and all of that fall under what is described here as household chattels so if a person died without real estate but household chattels mm. then if the person had a spouse or child or children or both spouse and children or child then it is essentially the nuclear family okay. that the law gives right to inherit the household chattel okay so the mere fact that somebody died in the state uh, doesn't necessarily mean that extended family members have a stake because from your explanation if it relates to household chattel then it goes to the nuclear family strictly speaking, strictly speaking. unless the person died without a spouse, a spouse. and or a child. a child yes okay so if, if the person if he died, died without, without a spouse, a spouse without, without a child, a child then the family then, people yes the yes. family people have a stake. yes okay i mean thanks for that you just listened to a discussion on the topic whales a continuation will be brought to you later. So I dance the rain on the road. Tell my soul that my spirit's on the loose. Don't know if anyone will understand. Feels like an angel's got a hold of my hand. So I dance. For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven. Three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. Some of these days 
Pastor Ebenezer Kwe. It is always a joy to be in the presence of God, because in the presence of God we can find hope even in the midst of hopelessness. As we continue with our series on hope, I am presenting to you in this particular series, Hope in the Den. Hope in the Den. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you very much for this opportunity we have to come before you and to listen to your word. May you speak to our hearts. May you speak into our lives. Turn things around. Let it be that in the situation of hopelessness, we can find hope in you. Let your word come alive and use me to reach out to my friend who is listening currently. In Jesus' name, amen. Hope in the den. When we mention the word den, it must be a fearful place. But even there, there can be hope. Our key text for this presentation is taken from Daniel chapter 6, the third and the fourth verse. Bible says, Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find no charge or fault. Because he was faithful, nor was there any error or fault found in him. What a man, Daniel, that they tried everything to get something against him, and yet they could not find an error or fault against him. So I asked the question, who is this Daniel? Who is this Daniel? Daniel means God is my judge. God is my judge. His Babylonian name is Bethesda which means the prince of Baal. Remember, he was carried to Babylon in Nebuchadnezzar's first deportation of captives. Daniel was put in training with three others of the royal seed, still children. According to Eastern etiquette, to become a courtier and to mark his new position, he received a Babylonian name, Bethesda. He gave a noble proof of faithfulness combined with wisdom at his early age. He showed excellent
excellence in everything he did. Friend, if you can trust God and be faithful in the little things, then he will give you greater responsibilities. Remember the three D's. Believe, belong, and behave. Daniel believed in God. He belonged to the people of God, and therefore he behaved as a person who believed in God. He remained in exile for the rest of his life. By a remarkable turn of events, Daniel the captive became the prime minister of Babylon. God can move you from nowhere to somewhere. You may be at point zero, but he can make you a hero. You may be nothing, but God can make something out of you. Indeed, even out of the lemon, we can have a sweet lemonade. God is able to make what is bitter, sweet, and even better. And that is what he did in the life of Daniel. And as we talk about hope, just hope in God, and I'm sure he can do the same for you. Daniel became the king's most trusted advisor. Still more remarkable, he was able to tell the king the fate of his empire. He was also able to tell of other world powers far into the future. Indeed, he was able to get the secret of the king's dream from God and also to give an interpretation of it. What was his secret? Daniel lived a life full of faith in God, a life of faithfulness, and indeed, he was a man of prayer. These three things are very key to success in this life. Faith and potent trust in God, faithfulness, and prayer. I don't know the situation you are going through right now, but if you can turn to God in faith, if you will remain faithful to Him and call upon His name in prayer, I know something good is about to come out of your situation. Daniel's interpretation of the mystical handwriting on the wall cost his promotion again, a promotion which continued under Darius and Sarius, kings of Medopesia. He was an illustrious countryman. The people of Israel loved him even in captivity because he has proven beyond doubt that it doesn't matter where you find yourself. Even in captivity, with God on your side, you can rise to become a minister, a prime minister like Daniel. Daniel's high position, while still a mere youth and throughout life, gave the Jews a vivid interest in their illustrious countryman's fame for righteousness and wisdom. For in his person, they felt themselves raised from their present degradation. Yes, indeed, the Jews will say, we may be in captivity, we may be under these Babylonians, but our God has proven beyond doubt that even in captivity, he can raise some of us and make us great. You may be exiled because of war. You may be destabilized because of frustrating situations. There could be famine in your country. I don't know what you are going through. But in spite of these degrading situations, if God comes through, he is going to do something wonderful in your life and with your life. If he has done it for captive Daniel, then he can do it for you. What are you doing to make your family, your community, and your nation excited and proud that they have this son, that they have this daughter? God is faithful. God expects you to be the light in your community. 
He expects you to stand out, to become the best in all that you do. Daniel pursued excellence. And I want to assure you at this time that the reason, the essence, why God has endowed us with such great potentials, talents, and gifts is for us to achieve excellence to your glory. There is something God has deposited in you that cannot be found in any other person. And God is looking up to you. He's waiting on you just to give your life to Him. And He'll work out something in your life that you yourself, you will be amazed. Indeed, your past may not be good. Your past may not be good, but then there is hope for you. Just as he did it for Daniel, even in captivity, he can do it for you. May God bless you. May he sustain you. May he give you the courage, the hope to continue to listen, and you will be a blessing. I am Ebenezer Kwe, your pastor, and this is Moment of Truth. May God continue to keep you as we continue in this series, listening to Hope in the Den. God bless you. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus 233-244-673528 or 0244-235-017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF595 Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>